Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Sam Dancer podcast. I have with me today Dr. Darren Starkey. Did I say that correctly? That's correct. Uh, Dr. Darren is a naturopathic doctor. Did I say that correct? You did. Okay. And um, he is uh, he is the, well, he's a doctor, but he's also the, the director of education and training um, for... Um, gosh, for Trace Minerals, is that's correct. the company name, correct? Um, correct. And uh, Trace Minerals was, I think, probably the one of the first kind of mineral supplements that I came across uh, years ago, and noticed a tremendous um, increase in my performance. It literally felt like. Um, <laughs> excuse my language, but it, it felt like somebody shoved a lightning bolt up my ass. And uh, I felt like I finally was able to hold a charge. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll be able to dive more into um, the reason for that and, and why I felt such a significant difference when I started supplementing minerals. Um, minerals are a really important part of our health, uh, minerals and enzymes. And uh, without minerals, enzymes can't function. And due to our acidic environment, due to toxic fertilizer, tap water, um, our, our food supply and water supply isn't nearly what it, what it used to be. And um, as far as I can tell, it seems that about maybe a hundred percent of people are mineral deficient. <laughs> um, so minerals are going to be uh, our, our main point of conversation today. I'm sure, oh, sorry about that. My phone dropped. Minerals are going to be uh, the main point of our conversation today. We will dive into some other things uh, such as hydration um, and maybe talk about enzymes and uh, talk about performance, talk about, uh, talk about stuff along the lines of that. Uh, but before we get started, who is Dr. Darren Starkey? No, this is the worst part of the whole show. I just have to say, you know, when we start focusing on that, but, uh, I, I, I will say this, Sam, I have been representing trace minerals for 30 years now. Uh, I've had an amazing journey. I get to travel around the world for them up until the pandemic started. So, you know, for some, the pandemic has been life-changing in so many ways. And, and I say the same for myself in the fact that not only did my family have to adjust to the quarantine because of the virus, but they had to adjust to me being home because typically I'm, I'm gone two <laughs> weeks out of every month. So, uh, to say that I've enjoyed my time home is an understatement, but at the same time, it's given me a lot of opportunity to catch up and study. And I think you and I both know, Sam, that uh, the more we study, we have to be careful what we study because, you know, I don't want someone's opinion. I want to be able to put it out there that we can uh, uh, share that information. And yet at the same time, the more I research the more I realize how much I don't understand yet about this amazing machine that we are um, trying to hydrate and keep balanced and keep healthy. And so, you know, it's been an amazing journey. Um, let's get into a little bit of your, um, 
I, I see some, uh, some plaques hanging up on the wall back there. Let's talk maybe just a little bit about your education. And uh, um, yeah, I think that, that's, uh, that's enough to set you up for an easy answer. So what's your education? Uh, what's your role as a, a naturopathic doctor? Um, how does that maybe different from uh, an MD? Um, and explain to us a little bit maybe about what a naturopathic doctor is and, and, and how it differs maybe from our standard kind of um, allopathic Western type medicine. Sure. No, that's a great question. So um, I, my interest first uh, in my schooling was to be a, a a family practitioner. I wanted to help families. I wanted to help children. I, I mean, I wanted to just help where I could. And um, the more I realized that I didn't, I, I, I figured our greatest medicine should not be in a pill format. It should be in a food format. And that was something that, I, of course, took me outside that box um, from my thinking and my training at that point in my career. And then uh, while I was in college, I ran into a dear friend who, of course, is the owner now of Trace Minerals. And he invited me on this journey to come and to experience the nutritional side of, you know, and the, the supplemental aspect of nutrition. And that was my very first um experience in the in the supplementation in the field of nutrition but when i dove into it sam it took me down a path that i never you know i figured again i was set sailing as a, a medical physician and then i started to realize that it's not about and by no means am i i wouldn't call myself a purist by the way i i truly believe that there is a place for westernized medicine in the in our society i do i I, I've had some personal experiences that if I didn't have a medical physician and a surgeon to piece this body back together, I probably wouldn't be here, right? Mm -hmm. So that said, it took me down a, a path in which I started to investigate what, you know, the different types of modalities in the nutritional field and the natural path seemed to be the broadest that would bring both physical and, you know, the physical body and nutrition and, you know, all to kind of sum it up, it, it put all of my interest in a, in a box. And I was, I was excited about that. And of course it took me, um, from that time I got my degree back in 2000 and I've been on the same journey just to be, to let you know, Sam, I, I find my greatest, um, education coming from the consumers, the athletes themselves, you know, I could read all I want in a book, and I can, I can pull out all the research for you, but when it comes to the human body and repair and healing and, you know, it, it's been the athlete and the consumer that's been my greatest uh, educators. Mm. So even though I got a piece of paper that says that I'm a naturopathic physician, um, I still take note of some of our, some of the most intelligent, um, some of the brightest individuals I know and they have become some of my great, you know, greatest advocates as well as some of the, you know, we've, we've passed this torch back and forth because I love when they start sharing their, 
personal life and health with me. And to me, that's my education. Mm. Mm. Very well put. And I'm glad that you brought up that you're not against, um, you know, uh, you're not against medicine by any means. And, and sometimes no. my, uh, my tone can kind of come off that way. Um, but I too, if, if I break my leg and I need, <laughs> I need some pins put in it, like I'm, I'm going to go to the hospital for sure. And, and what I think, absolutely what I think, um, what I gathered from what you were, you were saying too, is that you have a really integrated approach. And I think that's, what's really missing in our, in, in Western medicine is, um, is that we're, we're neglecting to look at the whole and we're looking at right. little pieces and there's, there are emotional and mental and, and spiritual components, um, to healing and, um, and physical components and to, the, to healing. And the physical of course is the last one to respond, right? Mm. <laughs> and, and people, I, people I don't like that. that. <laughs> oh, I know. And I, I think that that's, the hardest part of healing is giving ourselves time. First, it comes from an emotional standpoint or a mental standpoint that we can, we have to be of the right mind to heal, right? We can't, we can't. I find that so often the case that some of the greatest examples of, of healing to me are those individuals that have overcome cancer. Mm. And they teach me first about the mind over matter, right? They, they teach, they've always taught about, you know, some of the most positive individuals I've ever been around and call friend are, you know, survivors, you know, cancer survivors, because they teach in such a way that, again, yes, it's a physical condition, but if you don't have the right frame of mind and you don't have the spiritual sense or, you know, the emotional fortitude, it really doesn't matter what we do physically, because, again, we're, we're still be we're still going to find ourselves failing. Yeah. And, and we could even take a look at, you know, the uh, placebo studies too, and the, the profound effect that, that they have when an individual believes that they are, um, and it's, it's, it's simply that it's the belief that Correct. they are consuming something that is going to have a positive effect on their life. And that, that very action of believing itself in some cases has proven to be more effective than, than the, the actual uh, agent that they're testing, uh, which is... No, I agree. Which is, um, it's, it's mind-blowing. And, and uh, I, I think we, we definitely neglect that um, here in our Western culture. And it's, it's so focused on what, what medicine can we use? And it's really, we're only treating symptoms a lot of the times with, uh, with these medicines. And, and rarely are we ever really getting to the root cause of the dis-ease um, that, we're, that we're experiencing. And uh, so I really look forward to um, discussing with you what, what these solutions are to the root cause of a lot of our problems. And I would be willing to go out on a limb and, and say that minerals play a huge role in, in the solution to our root problems. Um, and so let's, let's dive into minerals. What are they? And 
why are they so important, and maybe give us some examples of some maybe some some household uh, names. I I mean I could even kind of tee that up for you. I think for the most part people are pretty familiar with minerals such as like magnesium, um, uh, which from from my research plays a huge role in in the body's ability to function correctly. Um, some some other things that have been popping up a lot in my research too are things like copper and calcium and uh, potassium and, and, and sodium and such. So let's talk a little bit about what are minerals and why they play such an important role in our uh, being. No, that's a great point. So we have to understand first and foremost that every single living cell on the planet is in need of minerals. You know, so again, whether we're talking plant life, animal life, human life, I mean, water, anything, every, everything has takes place first at that mineral level. Now, what I find fascinating is that we, we have this, this, mindset in our society today, Sam, that, you know, more is always better, right? If we work out more, we're going to get stronger, better, faster, whatever. But oftentimes the, the statement I love in nature is that less is always best. And, and I think the reason why that has ringed so true to me is that when we're talking about trace minerals, for instance, everybody knows especially athletes, oh, the macro minerals, the, you know, the calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, they know how important those are to our health. But when we come at it from a trace mineral standpoint, we're talking infinitesimal. We're talking can't, you, you, you physically can't see these elements with a human eye, right? They're in tr parts per million, parts per billion, and yet role they play now i love that definition that you gave me or gave your listening audience today of how you felt when you first started taking the trace mineral product and i have to say that that's one of the very first of that magnitude that you've been able to come out and say this is how i felt and i've heard a lot of physical you know changes or how they these individuals have felt but that one's a new one sam i can put that on my list of first time <laughs> As far as feeling that energy, you know that uh, that energy in body parts that again puts you back on the on the the plane, you know, playing field or back in the arena of of being able to say I can do this. So let me throw this thought out real quick: is that again we we deal with macro minerals and those are those are elements in the human body that we need in milligram format, okay. And yet, when we're talking trace, we're talking again minuteness in a in a. When we start talking about parts per million, so we're talking about micrograms and nanograms, right? So we're talking so small. But in this case, I would say to you, Sam, to answer the question why you felt the way you did when you first got on the product is that these trace minerals conduct electrical impulse in the body. They are the communicators. They are the cellular energy. And one of the things I like to point out, when's the last time, Sam, you, you know, 
when's the last time you, you you witnessed a human blood cell? Have you ever have you ever looked at a human blood cell? Um, I I can't say I I have. Um, I I'm I'm a little familiar with with our our cells and the and the mitochondria and 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 right? kind of what right. that what that little powerhouse looks like, but. Um, you know what? I haven't gotten to take a, a great look at it. My, my eyes aren't that good. Exactly. I was just going to mention the fact that you couldn't do it the human eye. And the only time we see blood is when it's in too much, you know, it's in large amounts and it's usually in a water basin or, you know, on a cloth, right? Mm-hmm. It's not when we want to see blood. My point to this is that that's, they, research states that, you know, Within that one blood cell, there are more components than there are stars that your eyes can see in the galaxy. Now, to me, that's a little overwhelming because, Sam, who is it that's responsible for feeding and hydrating every cell in the human body? We are. We are. We are. But I I think that what I find fascinating about that is that that one blood cell is so complex we still don't understand the potential of it but it's so simple as far as how we're designed and created to feed them because i'm going to throw a number out at you sam and it's the lowest number i know that's that's been documented in science as to how many cells we have in the human body and that is 37.2 trillion now, I find it interesting that the point two is billion, and I don't know if they just scraped that aside and said, we'll count that later. But at the same time, we are responsible for an, an amazing, just a, I mean, I, I love to say it from an athlete standpoint, you know, we are designed to be Ferraris, mm. but oftentimes we treat ourselves like push mowers, Right. We push through our workouts. We push through our days. We push through, you know, our, you know, our activities. But it's not until we come to a crisis that we start asking the right questions. Because Sam, you and I, and I don't care if we're talking to, of course, all of our female athletes as well. We're all designed the same. We all have, just like you said, we all have that mitochondria in that cell, that powerhouse in every cell. But at the same time, it's how we're educated how we're feeding it how we're you know taking care of it before like sam i i think that you know just from our past conversation um i know that you're in this business today because of your own personal health challenge Mm -hmm. and because of what you were capable of doing with your own knowledge to get yourself back to where you are today that i think that everybody on this you know list everybody listening today can probably shake their head and say, yep, that's me. Or I have a family member or a friend that has led me down this because of their journey or their crisis. So I love that thought process that, you know, going back to the basics, Sam, and to me, that's what these trace minerals are doing for us is getting us back to the basics. And, uh, and the only way I would like to, to kind of pray, you know, pray, put this in perspective is, there was a doctor by the name of Dr. Charles Northern back in 1936. He was, I love this guy because he was a gastroenterologist. He wanted to get to the root issue of this patient's crisis. And he spent the rest of his career coming up with this definition. 
he estimated that 99% of the American population back in 36 were deficient in these trace minerals due to agricultural farming techniques. Mm. So Sam, he went on to state that no matter how delicate that deficiency is within our bodies, it will sicken, suffer, and shorten our lives. Wow. And that without those trace minerals, those vitamins and macro minerals are basically useless to us. Now, if that information is true, Sam, and we were deficient, you know, 85 years ago at that level, where are we today as a society? It's not good, man. I was, um, I'm going to have these dates a little, a little messed up, but um, I think you'll get the gist of it. It was something along the lines like maybe 50, 60, 70 years ago, uh, well over 50% of people were growing their own food and, uh, and cultivating their own food. And that's, uh, that's not, not, we're not talking just fruits and veggies. We're talking um, about cattle and, and, and chickens and, and, and everything else too. And uh, we, were, um, we were in relationship with, uh, with our food. And we cared for it, and it was, uh, yeah. There was we had this reverence for for our nutrition, and uh, we we've seemed to lose that significantly. And with a lot of the practices in the the commercial, far and like you said, the agricultural industry and the farming industry, um, you know, I I always and t- by I, no means. And by no means am I picking on the farmer. Their life is hard enough. Mm. I'm not, I mean, I want them to, I want all of us to be perfectly clear on that, that I, I respect and I reverence the farmers because of the lifestyle in which they've chosen to live. And oftentimes it's a generation. And, and that is a whole nother topic on another day because of the, the death rates at our farmers' levels from suicide it has mm. never been greater in our society. Wow. Wow. That's interesting, very interesting. But what I was uh, getting at, we kind of mentioned this uh, earlier in the recording, um, due to our acidic environment, due to toxic fertilizers, um, due to sick water, if you will, um, and and just, yeah, our, our food supply has has taken quite a hit. And uh, something I, I oftentimes say to my clients is, what is your food's food? What is your food's food? And um, it's, it's tough. It's tough nowadays to... to <laughs> there's so much information out there. And, and, and we were talking about that earlier. Sometimes it, it's such a paradox. And it's such a... You know, it's... Pretty much for anything that you're saying is the truth, there's there's a thousand scientific uh, medical articles that will um, tell you that that's not the case. But there's also a thousand scientific articles and journals to say that whatever it is that you were saying is the truth is the truth, and it it's um it's it's not easy to navigate through all the BS to figure out what what the the true nature of reality is especially in the the day and age with the internet where you know we can find anything to support um our our beliefs or our biases 
Uh, but the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that our soil isn't what it used to be. Uh, our water isn't what it used to be. And they are um, severely devoid of a lot of these really important um, macro and micro, micro minerals. And um, that's, um, I'm not saying that to uh, give this feeling of impending doom that we're all screwed because of our agricultural system. I'm only bringing it up to, to bring awareness to it so that we can come up with creative solutions to be able to properly nurture ourselves and maybe make some subtle adjustments to uh, our farming practices so that we can get back to a more regenerative state and, 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 nurture, um, and nurture our people. So, um, man, where shall we go next? I guess since we're kind of on the topic of, of our agricultural system and, uh, and, and toxic fertilizers and, and tap water and stuff, um, let's, maybe, let's maybe get into... Let's get into tap water. Um, okay. And I'm from the Midwest. So I'm kind of, I'm, <laughs> any of my, my good friends listening to me would laugh at this, but I'm, I'm not like, I'm not a farm boy, but I'm not a city boy either. I got mad respect for all the farmers. I'm literally surrounded by farmland. And, um, it's, it's been uh, just, it's, I've been in close relationship to it uh, my entire life. And so it, it's, um, it's made me uh, quite passionate about trying to find solutions to, to some of these problems. Uh, so let's start with the tap water. Why, why not tap? Why should we not be drinking tap water? Um, I, I would say the majority of, of people um, here, I can, I can only speak kind of to the Midwest. Uh, I've bounced around a little bit and, and lived in some other places. But it's pretty typical for people in, in my neck of the woods to just to drink from the well, to drink from the tap. Um, why might that not be um, a, a, our our best choice when, um, when hydrating ourselves. So there's a couple of key points there, Sam, that I, I like you, I don't want to scare everybody because I think that right now the only consistent thing in our lives, it seems is, you know, mo motivation through fear yeah. and stress, right? I mean, <laughs> um, that's, that, that seemed to be the, the, the motivating factor, but I, I do think that bringing light to the fact that, Sam, I'm going to take it just a step further, just, just for a moment. I want to throw tap water in there. But, you know, were, were we ever designed, if you look at our bodies, were we ever designed to live on bottled, filtered, distilled RO water? <laughs> and, of course, when it comes to tap water, now I'm, I'm, much, I'm much more pro to well water than I am, of course, city water or tap water. When I think tap water, I think city-involved, you know, water. But when you really stop, I, I, I love the fact that you were shaking your head and laughing at the same time because you know we weren't designed to live on that type of water. When you say 
dead water. Yes, it's the cleanest available, meaning we were designed to live on groundwater, spring water, creek water, river water. But I have to ask you, Sam, when's the last time you've been to your local creek? And did you have a desire to dip a cup when you were there and start drinking and say, there's my minerals for the day? Mm, uh, well, joke's going to be on you um, oh. because, uh, so like I mentioned to you, I'm, I'm a big water nerd. Um, I grew up in the water industry through my father, who if, if he was still around today, we'd probably have some discussions about some of this, his practices um, but he too was very passionate about water and he was bottling water from, uh, a spring here locally. And he was one of the okay. first, um, first people to, uh, so he's basically the pioneer of bottled water. Um, which my argument to him would be, uh, you know, dad, I think, uh, you're in a business of, um, producing plastic bottles and, um, would maybe uh, bust his chops up a little bit about that. But nonetheless, he was incredibly passionate about trying to restore our water to its most natural state. And like I had mentioned earlier, um, and, and I'd probably say because of kind of the Industrial Revolution and, and, and such that our, our water, uh, even, even naturally, uh, from a spring today isn't quite what it was hundreds of years ago. Um, so, but uh, to answer your question, there's even though still the, I, today I I do not go to the spring to fill up uh, to fill up my water jugs and and honestly, nor nor do I think that is even um, uh, the the best solution because of uh, because of our soil and 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 things like that. But um, I. Uh, I think very few people are uh, are going to springs to fill up their water jugs, even though there's great websites out there like findaspring.com where you can find, um, yeah, any any spring that's near you to where you can go fill up. But again, like I said, I, I, I think that could be still a little problematic when we're looking at water quality. Uh, and and right, you right. mentioned... Uh, you know, <laughs> the uh, the distillation processes, the uh, the the RO systems, these all these wild filters. Um, I have a pretty intense water up. water filtration system yeah. at my house, and uh, I think the goal of that is to try our best to restore water back to its natural state as, as well as we can. And just so people are are familiar with something like a reverse osmosis system. Uh, which does a awesome job at removing pretty much everything, everything from the water, right. including important minerals. So when you're drinking right. just plain um, plain RO water, um, that from my research that could that could be maybe just as problematic as is drinking. Uh, and there's probably a great argument against this, but Drinking water devoid of all its minerals um, could be just as problematic as, as drinking water with chemicals. Um, but, no, uh, no I, I absolutely agree with you on that. I think that going to a, a, a local spring, unless you're having it tested, I think that there could be a lot of, you know, again, we're, we're scared to death of our environment. We're scared to death of the things around us. 
Um, but at the same time, I think that by emphasizing why we're here today is that we have to supplement, we have to put back, we have to, mm. and that's coming from our own, you know, our own research, our own studies, our own, you know, our taking care of how we're feeling uh, versus the fact that, like you said, from a TAP standpoint, we have no idea. Well, we should, you know, because if, for those that are drinking out of the TAP, they have absolutely every right to ask their city to provide an analytical analysis of what's in that water and therefore you can make a, a you know a judgment call on why or why not you know why we should or we should not be drinking it right because no matter where i travel in this nation i test all these waters and it is amazing to me how many waters out there sam right now just from the, the tap are so acidic mm. that you know they have no idea you know that that it was they just assumed that you know it was good for them mm. so at the same time i love your dad you know i'm sorry to hear of your loss but i love his passion and the fact that going back to the you know i'm not saying to those that of course distill or have these amazing i mean some of these water filters today sam i mean they you know, the common single family or just a single parent can't even touch no. the cost of what some of these yeah. these uh, filter systems cost to put in their homes. But so what do we what do? I would say, yeah, exactly. So what I I would say is that I take the waters that that you feel most comfortable with. That just like you said, distilled or RO are fantastic to to remove all the contaminants because that's why we're doing it. We we feel comfortable because they're clean. But I would say to you, take that, you know, that our flagship product that we're best known. And I don't want to sound like a, an infomercial here, Sam. I just don't. What I want to sound like is an educator that, that's concerned about our individual's well-beings from our child to our most intense athlete. But knowing how to remineralize that water that you trust is key because mm. I think that there's some wonderful research out there that says that if you're drinking distilled water, you know, for a short period of time, from a from a cleansing standpoint, it, it's very effective. But to 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 reestablish and balance those storage bases, think about this for just a minute, Sam. To the common consumer, you know, when it comes to electrolytes, you say electrolytes. Most consumers out there think I have to be an athlete to benefit, right? Yeah. I want to say that. For those athletes that do have family members that have that notion that, you know, I can't take my electrolytes because I'm not going to the gym every day or I'm not. But I would say to them that, you know, just by living and breathing daily, since the day you were born, Sam, since the day we left our mother's womb, you know, we lose about two and a half to three cups of body fluid just through respiration and perspiration urination and defecation and of course that time of the month for those women of age during that time of their life they have a monthly cycle that just absolutely pilfers these minerals from their system on a daily basis so to to be able to reestablish and put that foundation it's kind of like this sam I, I like to bring up the fact that what we're what we're constructing our house of health with is important. You know, we have to keep that structure and that comes through exercise and movement, you know, decoration 
there's some amazing nutrients out there, Sam, that you could get lost in and we could get lost in because I mean, there's just not enough time in, you know, in a year to discuss the amazing nutrients that are available to our society today. But I would say to the, to our listeners today that if we don't reestablish that foundational piece of remineralizing at that trace level, mm. does it really matter what we decorate with or what we construct with if our foundations are crumbling? And it, it seems as though as a society, and you can go to any nonprofit organization dealing with dis-ease today in our society, Sam, and it, it, it's breathtaking mm. as to what we're what we say is normal for our society today and that's not normal no no it is it is absolutely not and and we kind of we tend to get stuck in that too and and just like well it's normal so you know everybody else is experiencing it so i guess it's okay and it's it's um i think we're both here to argue that it is not okay and uh so what uh to speak a little bit on what you're discussing and remineralizing our water for the longest time, what I was doing was going to fill up five-gallon jugs at a RO water station. So I was yep. getting water that was completely devoid of all minerals, and I was taking um, one of your guys's products, and I had some like pH test strips, and I would put the yep. um, put the minerals back in and, and test it, and I would keep adding until I got around a, a fairly neutral pH. Um, is, is that a pretty, um, a pretty good solution to our water crisis? I, I think that that is, you know, my greatest passion right now, Sam, is teaching a single parent how to remineralize themselves as well as their growing family because when it comes to, you know, water is the simplest way to do it because when you start talking about organic food, that's a whole nother market and marketing to our general society that I think is a, a disgrace to our intelligence. But to be able to put that concentrate trace mineral product in the hands of those athletes or non-athlete alike and being able to reestablish that water to what they feel most comfortable with. And what I would say to you, Sam, is, for those individuals, you know, they're making health-promoting decisions with their taste buds, right? Mm, mm. And if you know, and because you've been on this product, you know the number one problem with this product is the taste, right? If, they, if you put too much into your water, yeah. you're going to taste it. Well, I like to address it from this perspective. You know the concept we've always been raised with an apple a day that kept the doctor away? It's not what the apple tastes like because I know of no apple eater that takes a bite of an apple and say, well, that's disgusting, but I know it's healthy for me, so I'm going to keep eating. What I mean by that is that by putting those minerals back into your taste preference at that level that, you're, you, know, that you can tolerate, mm. that to me is perfection because you can give it to the most finicky individual in your family and they should never know it's in their water. Yeah. Or in that fact, we can put it into our protein shakes, into our smoothies, into our energy drinks. I don't care how you put it in, as long as you're making a consistent effort. Because, again, I, I want to go through this little thought process with you. If these minerals are you know, not balanced in our soil today, they are not in our food, no matter where we're buying them from. If they're not in our food, they're not in our body. And if you go to the doctor, they call that a deficiency. Mm -hmm. If we don't resolve that deficiency... And in often cases, immediately, 
We call that dysfunction or dis-ease. And it's not until we hear that word that we start making the proper changes to our lifestyles, right? Mm-hmm. But we're such a reactive society. And what I love what you're doing here, Sam, is you're making it proactive. You're making these, you know, I think every one of us at, at any athletic you know, no matter how athletic you, you, you are, you always wanted to be a pro at your best sport, right? Yeah. But I, I would say to the consumer, you know, to our athletes today and those consumers listening is that we have to be proactive in our health. There's the professional right there. You are a professional for your body. And only your body and your machine will let you know what your body needs. And that's what I'm I'm trying to help them understand is that what your body needs, Sam, and what my body needs is completely different because of one, you know, again, our makeup. Uh, yes, we have this, you know, DNA and RNA, and we have all these different things that are very similar, but I think there's so many variables as to where we live, you know, what our lifestyles are, how much stress. I think that number one under, and again, tell me if I'm wrong here, Sam, but, I think that there's a lot of underlying health conditions right now that we need to be emphasizing that are not being discussed. Mm. And one of those is the stress in which our global society is under today um, because of the times in which we find ourselves. I don't think there's anything, you know, we don't call that the silent killer for nothing in our society, but I think that it literally robs our bodies on a daily basis. Uh, And it leads us. Well, uh, sorry to interrupt. I think you'll really enjoy this, though. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure you're very familiar with this. That stress depletes minerals. And uh, I, I heard a really great quote recently. I think it was by uh, Doctor uh, Mark Hyman, and he said, "Stress is the inability to produce energy for the mind." to perceive its environment. And what you and I are talking about right now is, is, is on an energetic level. And, and people, because of being devoid of these minerals, they're, and, and, being, and it's kind of like a vicious cycle too, and being stressed on top of that, are, everything is so chaotic in their body and in their mind that they have a difficult time reacting uh, in a graceful manner to their environment. And their perception is completely jacked up. And, uh, and it just continues to perpetuate itself and, and drive even more stress and more disharmony. But I thought you would really, really like that uh, quote because I think it goes along really well with with our conversation, which is about uh, energy production and and the reduction of stress. Yeah, I think that dehydration, Sam. You know, dehydration. You know, constipation, lack of movement, lack of sleep. Of course, the emphasizes that incredible stress level. I think that that right there, my friend, is that vicious cycle that our athletes can be stuck in that will rob them of their ability to heal, their ability to to think clearly, to think, you know, to, again, just that what you said, bring back that normalcy because I get that question every single day. What's normal going to be 
in the future? Well, I think that normal begins one between our ears and two because of what our knowledge is to protect us from what we've been discussing. Mm. You know, and it starts at the basics. Yeah. Gosh. Um, it's kind of heavy unpacking a lot of this stuff, man. And I, 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 we keep reiterating, um, reiterating, <laughs> reiterating, reiterating this, uh, that we're not, we're not discussing these things to, to make people afraid, but to more make people aware so that we can, uh, we can assist in, in our entire global culture uh, waking up to the reality of this so that we can start prescribing ourselves with, with actual solutions to get to, um, to get to a place where we're, where we're truly optimized. And, and on that note too, when, when you're sick or when you've been feeling bad, uh, maybe I have, uh, this might not be a, <laughs> a great analogy, but it, it, it rings true for me. Uh, I wasn't a big drinker in college, uh, but when I turned 21, I, I went on a little drinking spree uh, for a good year and a half or two years. And uh, me and the boys, dude, we'd drink pretty frequently, and we could just drink day after day after day, and, and we're fine with it. Now, at a point in my life where I... I rarely drink, I'll have one beer and I will feel awful the next day. And when you're in this constantly stressed state or this, this disease state, dysfunctional state, sometimes you forget and or you might not really remember or have ever felt what it's like to really feel good. And, and so when people are uh, and and it, it happened to me too recently, um, back in 2018, I was some of the fittest I had ever been in my life. And I was basing my wellness off of my fitness. And I wasn't well. But, and, and I was tired all the time. I was achy. Um, I needed tons of naps. I was kind of cranky and me and my wife weren't getting along well, but I was, I was fit and, and you kind of get stuck sometimes in that cycle and you forget what it even feels like to feel good. And we have to start getting people on board, uh, with some of these practices so that they can open their eyes to, um, the, the degree of which they were designed to feel, which is, which is good. <laughs> you know, we were, good. I love that you see the, the body as a, as a Ferrari. Cause I'm constantly talking about how I treat my body and I do, I treat it like a race car and I'm constantly making pit stops. I'm constantly looking at, looking at all the machinery and making sure it's all tuned up and, Maybe these are kind of a, a poor analogy because sometimes people treat their cars or their push mowers, like you said earlier, better than they treat their bodies. And, uh, you know, people are regularly changing and checking their oil, replacing their air filters and putting air in their tires. But when it comes to their, you know, their actual car, their body, um, they, 
they neglect it. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it's, um, it's an intentional neglect. We just don't have the systems in place where, you know, when, when was the last, like, there's, there's nothing in grade school. There's nothing in high school. There's, we're, we're really doing a, a piss poor job at, at educating people on, on how to properly care for um, their race car. But when it comes to our vehicles, we have all these, you know, it's, it's, it's really well known. And for the most part, um, I would say pretty much most people know that you got to put gas in your car for it, uh, for combustion to happen. You're going to need some, uh, you're going to need some coolant to keep the engine cool. You're, you're going to have to, you know, you can't be driving around with flat tires and, and people seem to get it pretty well when it comes to our vehicles, but when it comes to our bodies, we, and, and I, I know you get this, like people act clueless. And I, I, I do believe that deep down that there is a, an intuition, a natural knowing when it comes to, um, I guess, knowing better. Like if I were to ask somebody, you know, um, what, what healthy food looks like, they or if, if if I just compared two foods that they would be able to pick what what one is better. Like if I held up a um, a McDonald's cheeseburger and fries next to a uh, a sweet potato and a a sirloin steak, there's there's no doubt in my mind that 100% of the people would get the answer to that question right and know that all right that sirloin and that sweet potato. Um, are are a healthier option than the than the McDonald's. So I'm although I'm kind of defending a little bit the the people who do not have the awareness, understanding, and knowledge to be able to um, keep up and maintain their equipment uh, so that they can feel good. I do I do believe that deep down we all have this understanding. Um, with, with what it is that we need to be doing to, to properly care for our bodies. But I, I probably lean more towards the side of, I think culturally we're doing a really piss poor job at uh, providing people with the necessary education uh, to be able to um, age in a healthy way and feel good and, and, and be optimized. And, and uh, yeah, to just to truly know how good it is that we were designed to feel. Would you, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that with that being said, which I think is very eloquently put, it's not until a family member or themselves are in a crisis and then they start making some adjustments and then their family, you know, they start talking about how they feel and then all of a sudden they start breaking out into the light of what they sh- should be feeling. And I think that we get out of that funk that we're in because we, um, I think we settle for least and, you know, we settle for the, the ill feelings or the ill health or the poor digestion and just say, well, that's normal. But I think there's so much more. And, you know, that's the one thing about Trace, Sam, that I, I love is that we, we make so many options for the common consumer and for our athletes to be able to adjust accordingly to what their preference are, whether that be in a tablet, or a liquid, a powder, an effervescent. I don't care how 
we are constantly trying to find that delivery system so that they can find that happy medium in their life that they can make some adjustments and it doesn't have to be overnight. It can be, you know, something slow and, you know, consistent, but at the same time, if you don't move, if, and, and again, we keep talking about that. We're not here to scare. We're just here to hopefully motivate today is a great day to make just a change. And that might mean more water today. It's that basic. And when we start doing that and we start remineralizing because now we have the knowledge to be able to do that, we start putting these pieces of these puzzles together. And it's like once we fill in that puzzle, we start seeing the big picture. It's easier to to take the next step because we start, you know, now we're now not only do we feel good, but now we're, you know, we're emotionally involved. Mm. Mm. That's that's key. That is key right there, that emotional in- involvement. And it's, and it's a shame that it, and it, it was like this for me, it's a shame that it takes a health crisis for, uh, for most people, well, I shouldn't say most, for people to be able uh, to wake up and get involved in, in their health and wellness. So we've talked about, I, we've talked about, go ahead. I, I think that the number that I failed to, to mention before, just to put it in perspective when it comes to hydration or dehydration in our society, Sam, when you see a number of 70, you know, they estimate that 75% of our society is chronically dehydrated. I would say that that is a, that's a pandemic that no <laughs> one's talking about. Okay. We could probably bring up about, uh, 10 other pandemics that are far more uh, greater of a concern than the, than the one that we're led to believe uh, is, is the main one. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hate to say this out loud, Sam, but I wish the powers that be would, you know, um, negate dehydration for a year, you know, mm. to, to say, you know, to put that aside is that that's not, you know, it can't happen. But, I think the, 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 the thing that I think that we've fallen in a rut with is that sometimes we feel so overwhelmed with just life in general right now, but I agree with you. Let me paint a picture and tell me if I'm wrong here, Sam, and we'll move on to the next. But, yeah. You know, by the looks of our teeth, and tell me if I'm wrong, we were designed to pick it, pluck it, dig it, fish it, and if you were extremely fortunate, kill it, and then drink lots of water. Yeah. Agree or disagree? Yeah. It's... Okay. So let me simplify that. That's a raw fruit, vegetable, nuts, seeds, grain, legume type diet with a little portion of protein and a lot of water. Okay. And yes, there's some there's some diets out there that would oppose that. And I'm not talking I'm not talking diet. I'm just talking the, the way that it appears our bodies are designed. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but think about today. And again, tell me if, if I'm wrong here but, or if I've missed something. But today, you know, we live in such a fast-paced society that we typically cook or overcook everything. We nuke it. We eat it out of a can of box, a pickup window, concession stand, or vending machine. And we drink no water because there's just way too many flavorful options. Mm. I literally I, – I meet lots of people – this blows my mind. I have people regularly tell me – because hydration is probably one of the first places I start when working with a client. And uh, 
I can't tell you how many times I've had someone tell me they don't like water. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh, what, absolutely. what do you, what do you mean? And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> maybe it kind of makes sense why they don't like water. If our water's trashed, <laughs> like, uh, so I, I guess I should start kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt when they say that they don't like water. I should be like, well, fair enough. The water's, the water's crap. So that's probably why you don't like it. But it, I, I don't think that's the problem. They've, they've gotten themselves into uh, a place in life where, and again, going back to the, the what stress is, stress is the inability to produce energy uh, for the mind to be able to perceive its environment. And we're, we're, we're in constant stress and we're trying to find the energy. So what do people start going to? The coffees, the Mountain Dews, the caffeinated beverages, the five-hour energies, and uh, alcohol yep. to try to, to calm that down. And remember, that alcohol, my friend, is a you know, think about it. That's a that's when we start consuming it. And by no means, again, I, I love you know, your story is very common, but typically it's amazing that we even survived college, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but that that alcohol, the diuretic, it literally opens up and flushes the system, urinate, you know, twice if not. And again, there's a lot of numbers that are figurative there, but let's say even twice as much when we're drinking alcohol versus when we're drinking water. So mm -hmm. there's a, you know, with the medication use in our society today, there's another one that pulls our electrolytes from us. Yeah. If you do the hard research on, on some of these medications, Sam, you know, they'll tell you what you're taking them for, but they don't tell you to go through and read the, you know, the side effects and what it's robbing from the body. Yeah. And oftentimes it's our major electrolytes. So there's a lot of pull on these electrolytes outside of just sweating profusely in a gym. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're definitely, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I have to keep like saying this, we're not trying to paint a grim picture. Um, but it's, um, it kind of is like we've we've really we've gotten too far away from um, where we need to be and um, and and our my only hope with with these uh, podcasts that I do is to to help empower people with the the knowledge and awareness so that they can start making um, changes bit by bit that are going to make them feel better and, and help them take control of their life and, and, and to feel well and, ha and happy again. Um, but, um, yeah, so we talked, uh, we talked about tap water, um, and we talked about water quality. Um, let's, let's maybe touch on water quantity. Um, very often we kind of get these, um, general benchmarks for, uh, for our, our water consumption and, and, and the quantity of our consumption. And um, you'll hear, uh, like, for instance, there's this, um, there's this new, like, workout fad thing going on right now that's supposed to help people kind of jumpstart their, their fitness, and it's called 75 Hard. And in 75 Hard, I think they recommend everyone drink a gallon of water, um, a very broad, generalized prescription uh, to people that are participating who might only weigh 100 pounds and weigh as much as 300 pounds or more, who knows, or less. Um, do you personally have a kind of go-to prescription 
when it comes to water quantity, uh, do you do you have anything where you're like, all right, if you weigh 200 pounds, you should probably be getting uh, half of that in ounces? I, that's exactly what I was just about to say. I, I, I find that because we find ourselves in such unique places as uh, you know in our society, from an individual that might uh, their full you know that might weigh 110 pounds soaking wet versus you know someone that uh, again is weighing 330 at their you know at the peak of their their weight lift you know where they want to be on that that weight scale right but i i love that equation that you just mentioned i love taking it personally from our own individual body types but more importantly taking your body weight dividing it in half and putting that into ounces at a minimum. Mm. Now, now, some will say, even Sam, just like you said earlier, some will say, well, I don't like water, so I have a hard time just drinking water to begin with, much less drinking half my body with. You know, I'm not saying start there, but let's work up to that point because, you know, I, I hear a lot of uh, excuses. Like, I hear the probably the number one excuse, if I, if I drink that much, I'm going to be up all night long. And by no means do we want to affect the sleep because we know that that's one of the best healing, you know, that, that's one of the best tools to healing is sleep. Good, you know, so as you work up slowly to that level, for those that don't drink water, I think it's a wonderful way to kind of, you know, work up, allow your body to adapt as you slowly work up to that number. And when you get to that point, let your body be the ultimate judge because I, more importantly, you know, in the process of that is remembering that water that you are drinking so that we can get better results with less water as we work up and see how your body truly handles it. And to me, we are our greatest physicians when it comes to our mm. own well-being. Yeah. For a gallon of water to be consumed to a, an individual weighing 110 pounds, I, you know, remember anything can become poison to it, right, yeah. Sam? I mean... There is such a thing as water poisoning, hypotremia, right? So I think that it has to be, you know, when it comes to our individual needs, listen to our bodies, listen to yourself. And I think that uh, by doing so, it uh, you can follow that pattern so that you can increase or decrease to your own body's needs. Yeah, and um, uh, a point I'd like to make that I found uh, helpful, um, a lot of times, when I make water prescriptions to people, uh, I do get that response like, oh my gosh, if I drink that much water, I'm going to be up all night. And I've, I've found that a lot of times people will binge drink their water. And what I mean by that is they, they won't be drinking enough fluids throughout the day. They get to the end of the night. They see that they're 20, 30, 40, 50 ounces short. And so they try to make up for it all at the end of the night. And, uh, and that's, that for me is, is something, um, that I try to avoid and I try to, um, distribute my water, um, throughout the day, my kind of go-to way of doing it. And And another note for people who don't like to drink water, um, I, I, I do like to make fresh juice. I do like to, uh, drink bone broth and, um, and I will, I will still count my, my, my bone broth consumption to, uh, my, my water throughout the day. And usually what I like to do is get in maybe about like 
and it, it might, it's not like, it's not a huge binge. It's not like I just slug the 20 ounces, but I like to maybe get 20 or 30 ounces of fluids in maybe 20 or 30 minutes before I eat, um, to help kind of hydrate my body, um, and, and, and prepare it for digestion too. Uh, cause on another note too, a lot of people are, are drinking or are eating, um, these, these kind of fast snacks and they, they're real food has, has water in it. <laughs> it has, it has, it's hydrated and fake food or quote unquote fake food. Um, it, you know, it might, might've been kind of real at one time, but things that are on the shelf and bags and boxes, they, they dehydrate those things so that they can have a longer shelf life. Now, if you're eating food that's dehydrated, your body's going to have to basically rehydrate that food so that it can even digest it. So, um, I guess what I'm, I'm trying to say is just be careful about, um, the overconsumption of dehydrated foods and know that your body is going to have to basically rehydrate that food and it's got to come from somewhere. Um, and, and in some cases can, could even maybe dehydrate you if you're, if you're not eating foods that aren't, um, you know, if you just, just look, just look at, you know, if you take a, if you take a box of crackers and try to juice some crackers, you're not going to get any fluids that come out. But if you take, you know, apples, oranges, cucumbers, water, have you ever juiced a watermelon? That is incredible. I, it blows me away every single time. I'm like, how in the world does that much water fit into that watermelon? Um, but real food has, has, has fluids in it. And the, 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 you know, I call it fake food. Um, the foods that are sitting on the shelves, they're all dehydrated or like uh, protein powders is another one. Um, that is, uh, uh, and, and well, and supplement powders and all these, you know, all these different powders that athletes are taking, like you need to take in account that, that those foods, those supplements are going to have to get rehydrated to be digested and assimilated. And they're going to have to get their fluids from somewhere. Uh, so make sure you're putting enough in the tank beforehand so it doesn't rob you. So that's why I like to uh, consume my fluids, bef uh, like I said, about 20 or 30 minutes. Usually once I start like preparing my food and cooking it is when I'm like consuming my water. And I, I'm not a big fan of drinking my water while I'm eating um, with the thought that could potentially be diluting uh, some of my stomach acids and, and could could maybe, uh, cause some, um, could, yeah, could maybe cause just a little distress in my gut and, and not be able to, um, digest foods at the, the rate that I would like to. And they end up sitting there and, and, and longer than I would like for them to. So that's kind of my approach. Drink my fluids, drink my bone broth, drink whatever it is that I'm consuming, while I'm prepping my food. So then once my food is prepped hot and ready to eat, I've already been hydrated and, and my body's prepared to, to go to work to, to digest and, and um, assimilate all those nutrients. Um, cool. So I, we got to talk about water quality. We got to talk about water quantity. We got to talk about 
um, macro and micro minerals and the importance of them uh, in regards to um, producing energy and, and holding a charge. Um, and so I guess maybe another point that I'd like to make, and it, it goes kind of along the lines of with when you're sick or you don't feel well, you kind of just get used to that and, and it feels normal to you and you feel okay. Um, but by training my body and, and at this point I am advocating that everybody move and, and train their body to some degree because it's through that that you can get feedback with what you need to be supplying yourself with. And no joke, I've tested this so many times and I like, so doctor, I like my mile time is my mile time. How many pull-ups I can do is how many pull-ups I can do. I've been doing this stuff long enough that I very rarely have uh, personal records that I'm attaining. Every once in a while, I'll get better at something. But for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty much at where I'm at. And there'll, there's been time, it doesn't happen as much anymore. It was more when I was kind of younger and a little bit more ignorant um, to the, the level of care I, I should have been taking uh, for my performance. But doc, I can have up to a 20% decrease in performance um, just by being a little dehydrated. And, and, and I'm, I'm pretty good about my water and, and, and always have been, but just being slightly dehydrated can result in a upwards of a 20% decrease in my performance. And I watch it year after year after year at the CrossFit games when I go to compete. And it's typically the younger guys um, and gals that come, usually we have about three to four days of competition. By, by the last days, people are wiped out. And it's, mostly, and, and it's not because they're undertrained. It's not, it's not because they're less fit. A lot of these people, honestly, especially as I get older, they're, they're fitter than me. They are hands down fitter than me. But they're, and they're smart people, but I'm smarter at recovering. And so after each workout, like I'm getting, I'm getting hydrated and I'm getting fed and a lot. And I used to do this back in the day. It's the same thing I see them doing in between events. They want to go chat with friends and hang out and uh, talk about the workouts and, and all that stuff. And they, they neglect um, putting in to the system what they just lost. And so by, by day three, they got nothing left. And it, I don't care how good of an athlete you are. I don't care how fit you are. I don't care how, how big your willpower is. If you're dehydrated and you're underfed, you're not going to perform. And the reason I bring this up is because it doesn't matter if you're an athlete. It doesn't. You could just be, you could be a mom. You could be an accountant. You could be whatever. And, and I want people to take that into, um, into their lifestyles too and know that it's not just a physical output thing. And like I'm having, yes, maybe a 20% decrease in my, my physical output, 
but that can very easily be translated to a lot of other things. And, and my wife and I, <laughs> we've figured it out too. Like whenever we start getting cranky and, and we're, we're ha- like our relationship isn't as harmonious as what we would like it to be, we know that we're probably dehydrated or underfed. <laughs> and it's like we, we laugh about it now. And, and now we know if like we start getting cranky with each other, it's like, okay, yeah, we got we to gotta go get some fluids and get some food in the tank soon so that we can be um, a little bit more graceful with our, um, our approach to one another. So, um, just wanted to share that I real think quick. That with that being said, Sam, I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of relationships that are strained right now. And it's sad that we don't identify that as a part of the strain because mm. of what we're facing with, yeah. you know, faced with today. But, you know, as an athlete, and especially as a, as an aging, you know, consumer aging, you know, our aging athletes, athletes, like you said, we can't rely on that thirst response because we lose that thirst response as we get older. And even if we respond to that thirst response, that if we hydrate to, to resolve that thirst response, we're only recovering by, you know, 50%. Mm. Yet the signs and symptoms of dehydration, such as headaches or dizziness or lightheadedness or fatigue or loss of coordination, or, you know, like you said, feeling confused or no energy, that can start taking place at even 2% mm. loss at dehydrate. So I think that there's some, you know, I, I don't think that we're taking this as serious as we, we should as a society, because ultimately, um, again, it's a topic that, that we don't want to discuss because there's, you know, there's pain involved at times, such as, you know, we start getting these little cramps, these little twitches, you know, mm. it could be on the corner of your eye or it could be on your nose or it could be, you know, and we sometimes, like to tell our, our spouses or our family or our friends or, man, can you see this? Can you see it? Well, they can't see it, but we can feel it, right? So those are those warning indicators that I think our bodies give us amazing warning responses before it ever goes into a full-fledged cramp. Because anybody that's had, you know, especially right now in our society, I think that, again, because of the amount of stress we're under, amount of no, we're, we're going to the gym to work out to relieve our stress, but at the same time, it's adding more physical stress on top of it to, you know, with what we're facing and challenges that we're facing in the office or at home or, you know, quarantine, uh, going stir crazy. But I think that if we're not emphasizing that, that demand on that proper electrolyte balance, because remember, you keep saying it. If we're not if if we're not supplying it on a daily basis, those electrolytes have to come from somewhere. And I, I and I would I assure you that they're coming from your 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 blood cells, your you know tissue, your you know eventually your bone. Mm. You know we're robbing from these storage base. So when we get a cramp, that gives us a pretty good indicator that there's other things going on in the body. And I literally have Sam clinics that you know identify as those. Think about one of the largest organs in the body, right? It's your heart. And the last thing you want is a spasm. You know, they mm. they are adamant that, you know, that must that heart attack is electrolyte, you know, is associated with electrolyte deficiency. But that's the that's the last, I mean, that's down to the last straw before the body gives you that indicator. But I think we're good at neglecting, right? 
I think we're good at, you know, not responding, but at the same time, if we're, if, if we reach to that knowledge that you've given today, I think that not, not only does our, you know, our workout improve, our relationships improve, but more importantly, we are, we are fit um, emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually to face the daily challenges of what we call life today. Yeah. We're fit for service, man. And, and yep. that's been a big motivating factor for me to, to pursue wellness is I, I don't want to, I know something crazy could happen and, and I could get hit by a car sure. or something sure. wild, but I, I don't want to be a burden to the people around me as I age. Uh, I want to be uh, of service to, to people as I, as I age. And I want to do that in a healthy way. And I want to portray, a, uh, convey a message to people that we, we can age gracefully. It, it is, Absolutely. I want to change the, you know, the, the normal, you know, the, the normal right. right now is that getting old sucks. I hear it all, all the, time. the time. And, and yeah, I'm only, uh, what am I? 35. Yeah. Something like that. And, but you've heard these too, you know, wait, wait till you go to college, wait till you have kids, wait till this and wait till that. And you're going to experience, you know, you're going to gain this weight. Your knees are going to start to hurt. Your back's going to start to hurt. You're going to, you're going to lose your hair. Like all these things are, you know, the, the normal and I want to I wanna be an advocate for, for change toward that and help um, redefine the normal and, 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 and help people understand that it's, it can be normal for you to, uh, to feel good throughout your life and the knees don't have to go bad and your skin doesn't have to go bad and your eyes don't have to go bad nor the back and the, you know, all these different body parts and your, you know, right. your your, your libido and all these things, like they, they can continue to work and, and work pretty right. damn well. Um, and I, I look forward to continuing to be, um, to be an example for that as, as I, as I age. And I, I, I look, I really truly do look forward to, to getting older. I, I, I quite enjoy the, um, the science project, if you will. Because the things that right. I, I, I do um, now to treat myself look radically different than what I did even maybe three years ago. Um, and, um, and even how I train, not just maybe with how I, how I eat and think and, and what I believe, but um, it, it, it's all things. And I, lo I love making those minute changes to constantly try to figure out if there's anything that I can do to better optimize my, my state of being. And, and, and that is, it's in a very holistic approach. It's an integrated approach. Right. I'm, I'm not looking at the system just physically. Like it, there's, there's more components to this than just the, 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 the physical nature of our being, but there is a, there's a spiritual, emotional, and mental component as well. And, and um, yeah, we, we can't, well, we can treat just one of those things, and I'm sure we're going to see some improvements, but I want to look at it as an integrated, uh, holistic approach, which I, I really appreciate that um, that you do as well. Um, well, I I have a couple other notes on here. I, I'm not sure if you wanted to talk about 
talk about any um, any minerals maybe a little bit more specifically. Um, magnesium being one that has had tremendous um, effects in in my wellness, um, and sure. and it's um, there's a lot of weird funky magnesium supplements out there that I got started with. Um, and you know, magnesium supplements that I would take and I, it would run right through me. And I, I was like, Oh man, well maybe that's what magnesium is supposed to do or something like that. And, uh, so is, would you, would you like to talk about any specific minerals? Uh, are there, there ones, uh, more so than other others that, you think uh, are are of importance and and maybe uh, need to be of of more of a focus um, and you know I <laughs> it's funny I was just talking about this whole integrated approach but yet here I am trying to isolate something from the system and and uh, and get you to expand on it and and try to point out maybe something that is uh, more important than the other but. At least for me, no. uh, magnesium has has had a profound effect on the on my charge, if you will. And right. um, I've been uh, recently. I've been. I still. So I have a. I literally have a bottle of trace minerals from you guys that hangs on my my water stand. I'm I'm still a huge fan. Use your products yep. daily. I have a, I have a bottle of it out here um, next to our water filter in our gym. So that my clients can remineralize their water, and um, but recently I've been making my own uh, magnesium bicarbonate, and I've been pretty pleased with uh, with the results I've been getting from that. Um, so let's maybe touch on that. What makes magnesium so special, um, or if there's any other minerals for that matter that you you'd maybe like to touch on, being the the mineral guy. No, I, I think that that's a great, you know, you know that we've been at this way too long, Sam, and we start talking favorite minerals, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? So I love magnesium. You know, let's say 10 years ago, we knew that 2020 was going to be the year in which magnesium superseded calcium because calcium was the biggest you know every time a female walked into a doctor's office it was always calcium 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 now we fortified ourselves with calcium to the to the level that you can't even eat a candy bar or drink a you know a a a cup of orange juice without being fortified with calcium but the scary part of that is that uh, magnesium took kind of a back seat Mm. and magnesium you know being one of the you know, largest elements in the human body as far as percentage, you know, that magnesium has an amazing role. You know, when it says that it's responsible for over 300, now this number keeps climbing. I'm going to use the smallest number. I always like to use the smallest number. That way we know that we're, we're within the parameters of, you know, what's being scientifically proven, right? But when they say that, you know, that magnesium alone is responsible for 300 different enzymatic or, you know, bio uh, chemical responses in the body. Think about that for a moment. You know, about six years ago, the government came out and stated that they estimated that 68% of our, our population was magnesium deficient. Now, I think we could have flipped that number and still been within parameters, right? But 
you know, what I love to share with is that if we're, if we're deficient in just that one element, mm. Sam, can you imagine the cascade of other issues, not only with those 300 biochemical responses, yeah. but then of course that might, that one element might affect three other different elements in the body that co, you know, of course, ex- coexist with that one element that can cause an absolute avalanche of, of, you know, dysfunction in the human body. Yeah. So magnesium, you show me, by the way, in, in nature where you can eat a seed, a nut, a grain, a fruit, or a vegetable that just has magnesium available. Yeah, right? I, and that's why I kind of prefaced it a little bit. Like I, <laughs> I hate that I'm, I I do this all the time, and and I, I, you know, there there's nothing you know like you you're getting at too right now. Nothing functions alone in nature. Uh, right. Everything's right. got these other cofactors, and and and, yeah. and and works synergistically with with other with other minerals. So. I I do apologize for for no, no, isolating no. it, but, <laughs> but I think that that's what we do as a society. We yeah. hear the next. So right now, Sam, we can't keep zinc in stock, right? Because yeah. everybody's taking vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc because yeah. that's what they're. See, but I would say to you again, zinc. Zinc is an amazing, amazing element. Zinc is one of those very few elements that act like a vitamin to us, you know, and proper balance in the body. And the fact that it's, a, a, you know, an antioxidant, you know, it works like a, a vitamin. But I would say to you and to our listeners out there to dig a little bit deeper, because what's, inter- what's fascinating to me, Sam, is that, you know, everybody right now is concerned about losing their sense of smell and taste because that's one of the, that's one of those symptoms, right? Yeah. But here's the scary part of that is that to me, because of the knowledge that we have available, if we read it and research it, but who takes the time to go research zinc until this very moment in time, right? Because we're in a crisis, but if you research it, what you discover is that zinc, is one of those first elements, kind of like a bouncer to the body. You know how bouncers work, right? Yeah. It, it's the first to attack when there's a, you know, if you crack the skin, zinc is one of the first elements that that are sent to help the to battle and heal. Well, well, guess what? It's also one of those elements that, of course, is the first to attack stress. So if we're prolonged stress and we're not feeding the body and we're not, as we've discussed this whole, we're not doing our part. What's the interesting fact of zinc is that side effect of zinc is that it loses of taste and smell because of zinc deficiency. Yeah, um, I hear of no one's. You broke you broke up a little bit uh, right there, and and typically I'd okay. let it just roll on, uh, but um, you were you said something along the lines of of with taste and smell in regards to zinc. Yeah, so if we're if we are void, if we're not balanced with zinc in the body, if we're void or, or of course, um, we, we one of the side effects has a very similar characteristic that we're scared of right now, and that is, you know, if we lose our sense of taste or smell, that can also be associated to zinc deficiency in the body. Mm, and so, so with all this. Uh, I this is interesting. I'm really digging this right now um, because I I do know that 
one of the first things to get depleted when we're stressed is magnesium. Does zinc work in a similar fashion? They're the two that come, they're like the two bouncers that come to the rescue. So I, I, I'm going to ask you this. So here's what's fascinating to me is that when we look at magnesium deficiency, we have to go to the root cause. You know where the richest source of magnesium stored in the human body, Sam? Mm, I, I don't. In the heart. Mm. Mm. And I would say that the number one, the number one killer right now associated to death in, in our society in America, the number one killer is what? Cardiovascular disease. Heart disease. Yeah. Cardio, you know, it's all cardio, you know, vascular, you know, focused. Yet magnesium is, that's one of the richest mm. sources of, of magnesium in the human body. Yet, do you know where the richest source of zinc is found in the human body? I do not. And what's interesting about this is that we can live without, I mean, Sam, We've we've seen these amazing athletes that that do extraordinary things without their limbs, right? Yeah. Um, we see these uh, amazing um, patriots come back without limbs and without you know eyesight and without things that you know we look to them and go, it's a they they encourage us to keep you know. To me, they, they discourage any type of excuse from doing anything when I, when I see these amazing individuals, right? But we cannot live without our equilibrium. It's impossible. If you can't sit up or if you can't stand up and you can't, you know, well, the rich, one of the richest sources of zinc in the human body is found within the inner ear. Mm. So oftentimes when we feel, you know, right now vertigo is on the rise, right? Well, again, we have to stop for a minute and look at the, re you know, let's not focus on the, the you, you said it earlier, I think Western medicine focuses on symptoms instead of going to the root cause. And by no means am I pointing fingers at our physicians. That's just their educational system, right? But at the same time, if we start to, you know, increase that magnesium, and I would say to you in that bottle of concentrate trace mineral drops that you use, Sam, I would challenge you to look at anything pure. So in 40 drops, we, we recommend 20 to 40 drops as a dosage. And you can repeat that twice a day. But in that 40 drops, Sam, you get 250 milligrams of pure elemental magnesium. Now, I love to state that because I want you to know we do not. We do not manufacture that product. Mm. We harvest it. And yeah. I love to state that, Sam, because when men and women scientists involve their hands in something that Mother Nature is supposed to provide for us naturally, we usually screw it up. Yep. <laughs> okay? But the reason why I like to point out that piece of knowledge is, is that we do not manufacture it. We harvest it. And not only do you have that pure form of magnesium, but you have that properly balanced of chloride and that full spectrum of trace minerals that literally play a role in every aspect of our health. We just aren't scientifically sound enough or sophisticated enough to understand why they're there. I'm going to throw one thought out at you because I know you'll like this. You know, do you know where the richest source of gold is found in the human body? And gold is a trace element, okay? Now, we like gold in our society to hang around our neck or put on our fingers or put on our front you know, teeth. Um, we like to see it, right? But the naturally occurring balance 
of gold. You know where it's found? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually play your game right now. So we had magnesium in the heart, we had zinc in the ears, and um, I'm gonna say gold in the eyes. Okay, so here's you probably heard this from your favorite grandmother or your favorite aunt for most of your life because I know you're a good man. And that is Sam, you have a heart of gold. Mm. Guess what? There's another element that's found in that heart and that one of the largest muscles in the body. And I truly believe the reason why it's there, Sam, and science still has yet to figure it out its full potential. But I would say to you that the knowledge that we have, if we dig deep, if we research it, is that it's a fantastic conductor, mm. right? And it's a, and it's an alk it's an alkaline element an alkaloid element. So in other words, it helps that pH balance as well, you know, helping that balance in the heart as well as conducting. So my point to all that is, is that we have a lot of, of, you know, there's a lot of elements that are still considered contaminants in the body when in fact we just don't understand why they're there yet as a science. Mm. So to me, it's, we've got a long ways to go to understand the full potential of what these elements do within the human frame. Wow. Um, so this is a, this is a tad off topic and we, okay. <laughs> we don't have to, um, we don't have to dive deep into this. I, I just, I feel kind of, um, um, compelled to say something. I'm, I love a good conspiracy theory. I really I did what conspiracy theory. Okay. Um, I'm a, I, I love just like, I love looking into all this stuff. Uh, I, I try not to do it too much um, because again, theory, but um, in theory, based off of what you've said, um, you could, you could drive someone into having certain symptoms of say loss of smell or taste if you kept them in a perpetual state of stress and fear. Um, and I just, I think I might even kind of leave it at that. And that just the nature of being under in chronic stress, you're going to be depleting your magnesium. You're going to be depleting your zinc. I would imagine among, among other things. And right. These things have symptoms that come along with them, such as maybe losing your taste or smell. And, um, and it's, it's interesting to me during this whole, um, I, I'm not recording this video, but there's some quotes in the air during this pandemic, um, which seems to be a, a health-related crisis um, but very rarely, I don't actually, if ever, I don't think I've, I've seen any major news outlets or anything or any major publishers, um, giving us practical solutions to, um, fortifying our, our health. And, uh, so, you know, ev everyone kind of has this, um, parroted, uh, repetitive thing that it's, it's, it's about, it's about health, but I think if it would be about health, then they would actually be um, sharing some some tips and tricks with us with how to stay healthy. And I find it quite interesting that 
it, you know, it just seems to be this continual cycle of, of, of kind of, um, of fear mongering, which is, it's just going to put, drive people into more chronic stress and, and potentially even <laughs> create symptoms that they're looking for. <laughs> just, I find it all kind of interesting, you know, it's, um, it's been a weird, it's been a weird year and, um, it just, it kind of, it makes me raise an eyebrow sometimes as to, to what, what the, the, the nature of, uh, of this pandemic reality is, is, is all about. And I, cause I think if it, if it was about our health, then I feel like somebody would be coming out on a, on a very, um, influential level on a high up level uh, and and discussing with us practical solutions to um, to say protecting ourselves or uh, like I said fortifying ourselves nurturing ourselves um, what whatever word we want to to quantify uh, our our health with um, or or anything like that so uh, like I said we don't have to dive deep into that I just find it based off of uh, what you were kind of saying, really interesting that um, basically by, through stress that we could, we could deplete certain things that are going to um, create certain symptoms. And I just, like I said, I just find that interesting. Um, and um, yeah, so get off of that now. And um, I typically, I, I think that, go ahead. I I think that ultimately the only thing that we can control is the one looking back in the mirror. Right. Ah. And I think that, you know, as much as, cause you and I both, Sam, we've been bombarded with conspiracy. I mean, we, we hear, <laughs> I, I hear every day, um, these individuals that are just, you know, they're tired. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. They want to move on. They want to, they want to, they want to flip the page. They want to go to the new chapter and the only thing that we can control right now is, again, the one looking back in the mirror. And I would say that uh, that with those, with the amount of stress globally, globally, I mean, I have never, and I have tremendous friends around the world, I have never experienced this, you know, in the past 30 years. And that's all I have to draw from, Sam, is my experience, is that uh, I have never experienced such a, um, an effort to create such a, a, a global sustaining stress that I think that ultimately some of the greatest fears that I personally have that are not being discussed, not by the media or social, you know, our social media is that the, the you know, the choices being made and lives being lost from their own hands. Mm. And to me, that is a crime against our society. Yeah, of course. I, I, I definitely agree with you, man. Um, yeah, that's kind of heavy. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, in s switching subjects, uh, again, I would, I would challenge you, Sam, to look into some of these electrolyte uh, supports. We'd love to, we'd love to send some out for, for you. 
because ultimately you're the voice, you're the plat, you, you hold a platform that, you know, Sam, when you say this is what this does for me, end of conversation, if it works for Sam, it works for, you know, it'll work for me. But, you know, until you have a personal experience with some of these products that we've emphasized those macro electrolytes, you know, those hydration packs or whatever it might be that interests you, please, again, um, we would love love to hear your response because we we're adamant about our consumers responses because they ultimately are the ones uh critiquing us and and putting us in a position of trust yeah especially when it comes to those big choices in life when we're trying to make it to the championship on you know that crossfit uh weekend and so that means the world to us when we see an athlete that's willing to say this is what got me here. This was what protected me. But I, to that consumer, to that athlete listening or that consumer, I personally, Sam, I think that there, this particular line of products, you know, concentrates can be taken at mill times because that's where we would typically get it anyway, right? In a perfect world. So again, if we lived in a perfect world, which we know we don't, that's why we're having this conversation. Because if we did have a perfect balance, so you know, we wouldn't have a friendship. We wouldn't have this communication. We wouldn't be discussing these topics to begin with. Same likewise with our water. If we if we lived in a perfect world, we wouldn't be having the, you know, when when you have waters out there right now, Sam, ranging from, you know, your your dollar, you know, your, your waters that you can pick up at the local dollar store to waters that are being sold in California for 95 bucks a, a bottle. You know, there's a huge range of marketing that's going on that uh, has people extremely confused. And I think that right now our health is based on profit margin mm. in this nation. Mm. And it's not until our, our, our health is a, that's in crisis that we start realizing what that, you know, the cost of our health is worth. And I would say to the, you know, to us listening today that, you know, taking a proactive stance for your health is a whole lot cheaper than taking a reactive stance when it comes to paying those medical bills at the end of a, a, you know, a health crisis. Yeah. So to me, you know, looking into what we have, the potential of helping, I love to, I love to direct my athletes in a way because I deal with these Ironman competitors, you know, competitors and man, I'll tell you what, these people are absolute machines. And I think almost to a psychotic level at times, Sam, uh, as to how they push and, per, you know, it's just a, it's a testimony of what we're capable of doing when we set our minds to something, right? Yeah. But I love to protect the body all day long, not only throughout our workouts or before our work or after our workouts, but I love to, you know, from the minute we wake up, just like you said, from the minute we wake up to take that first sip, I would encourage our water drinkers or non-water drinkers to set themselves a regimen. One, carry a bottle of water, you know, a water bottle on them. Yeah. yeah. Some type Amen. of dispenser. Every 15 minutes, you should be, you know, consuming at least an ounce, you know. And it it can be a pain in the tip because, again, I, like you, I, I despise those guzzlers, you know, that's not helping the body hydrate. If anything, that actually Depletes. puts more pressure yeah. on the body. So I like to, to precurse these athletes in a way that, you know, every 15 minutes be at least focused on an ounce. Mm, you know? I like that. And it, 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 it takes time to create that, you know, 
again, it's creating a habit, right? Yeah. Like you're going to have a tough time doing that if you're not carrying a water bottle around with you. So just like you said, that's, that's might be where you start is build the habit of just carrying a water bottle around with you. And for anyone who's ever done that before for me it took it took losing maybe five water bottles before i had the 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 real habit ingrained to where um you know my water bottle went everywhere with me i knew where it was and it and and now the water bottle i have is the water bottle i've had for a long time right and you know what's interesting that you say that is that it usually takes an athlete find their own water bottle to take care of that water bottle is to wear that because if it's just given to you and it's just a, you know, just a piece of uh, mm -hmm. equipment that you just throw into your gym bag, it's not going to do it. It's not, again, we know in the concept of competition, if you, if you lose, you know, if you quit using it, you lose it. Right. Well, the same, the same is said with hydration. If you're not, you know, if you're not hydrating, you're losing, even if you've calculated 20% of your, you know, ability, that 20%, you work long and hard to achieve that. Why lose it when it counts the most, right? So at that point, I love to take, you know, I like the, the tablets before and after workouts because they're heavier on the system. I don't want it to be heavy on the, you know, our athletes. So I recommend the powders and the liquids, you know, that you can shake up in a water bottle or you can just consume yeah. in your water bottle to, to work out with. And that way you never, you never leave yourself void of that balance because, again, it just takes that 2% and it can put you right back to where you started. And that, like you said earlier, is that if we're designed and formulated to be Ferraris, let's maximize that. Let's, let's, let's truly experience, you know, I went to Vegas. This is a total side note, Sam, but I went to Vegas uh, with our sales team. And we went and drove, you know, they've got this race course there that you can rent these cars that, you know, I, and I'm not a, I've never had, I'm not that, I don't have that, you know, drive to have that fast race car. I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very conservative, but I wanted to step into a Ferrari. I just wanted to uh -huh. feel the power because I say it so often. And let me tell you what, if you haven't experienced that, it's, it's worth you know, the money to try it one time. But let me tell you, I walked out with such a symbolic, you know, experiences to what we're truly designed to be able mm. to do after that experience. Because when you push that metal to the pedal or that pedal to the metal, and you're at a hundred miles an hour in one little straightaway that, you know, that's less than a hundred yards long, buddy, that's what we're designed to be able to do and do it consistently. And yes. yet at the same time, I walked off with such a great new appreciation for remineralizing and balancing and, and maintaining that constant health because we are awesomely designed. But the problem is, is that we also are awesomely designed to, you know, adapt. Yeah. And sometimes our adaption today is not a good thing. Yeah. We're, we're not adapting to what we should be adapting to. Um, that's, that's awesome. That's powerful. I, um, this sounds arrogant, but I, I am, I very similarly to that testimony. I, I, I want people to feel what I feel. I want people to know right. what it's like to, and I, and, and I'm touching on that in a number, again, emotionally, physically, spiritually, physically, all these things. Like for instance, when the amount of life 
that me and my wife are able to get in in a day is like we put people in the dust like and it's and it's like i'm not trying to make it sound like i'm better than you or anything i want people to know that like you're built for that too you're equipped with that right and like it, it whenever we go like out camping and stuff and we'll hit a bunch of trails we'll hit five six trails a day and we <laughs> we love it we'll be we'll head in on a trail we'll see somebody and then on the way out we'll see them again and they haven't even got to the spot yet and and we're on to our our third fourth or fifth trail after that and i'm i'm constantly blown away at the the level of productivity um that we're capable of having because of the way that we nurture ourselves and the way that we care for ourselves and the way that we train our bodies and and even if i wasn't competing professionally i would still be doing these things because i see how much it's it's brought um to my life and um or just like we moved our house this week um we're we're renovating a new place and it's just like i i when i load a truck up compared to like someone who's not in great shape it's like just don't even help don't just get out of here right. just get out of my way like i'm going to be able to get way more work in than than you and and uh and that's like that's a really good feeling and i i do i i don't say that arrogantly and egotistically i say that to to let everyone know and, and you don't have to be a professional athlete like i said even if i wasn't competing i would still be doing a lot of these practices because of how rich it makes my life and how much life i'm able to live because i have the endurance and and how much like i'm able to endure because of my endurance and and i'm i'm able to gracefully handle um what most would consider um, maybe something bad or unfortunate. And I'm able to respond in it in a way um, that isn't, it's not stressful to me. I'm sure I'm, I'm, right. I'm getting bouts of stress, but uh, the preparedness that I have allows me to walk through that and, and not be demolished and, and not need right. um, to, and, and not have to get sick which is what used to kind of happen to me when I was younger, right? You go, 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 go. And then your body's like, yo, we're going to do something about this. You got the flu. You got a cold. You're going to lay in bed for the next three days because you weren't able to properly nurture yourself and you were underprepared for this activity. So I love the level of preparedness, general preparedness that I have um, received through my training, through my nutrition, through um, through my mindset and my beliefs that it, 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 it allows me to live so much more life. My wife and I always talk about it. We're like, we feel like we've been married for 30 years. We've only been married for like seven or eight years just because we've done so much. We get so much in and we would we would not be able to do that in a healthy way if we were undertrained, if we were underfed, if we were underslept, if if um, we were underhydrated, 
we just wouldn't be able to perform like that. And I, and, I, and I say these things to encourage you, whether you're a teacher, an accountant, or you're just a full-time mom at the house watching over your kids, know that by getting adequate amount of sleep, by getting enough fluids, by making sure your fluids have minerals in them and making sure that you're nurturing yourself with good nutrition and, and not just quality nutrition, but enough nutrition, enough energy, to be able to support your activities, it's it's going to it's going to add a tremendous amount to your life. You're going to you're going to be a much um, much more productive, much happier, much healthier, and and you're 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 not going to have these huge swings. I see these huge swings in a lot of people, and I'm talking about it's kind of the mood swings where. It's very inconsistent, and it doesn't take much to to rock people and and to, and to put them into a bad mood. You just become much more stable when you when you start, uh, yeah, treating yourself the the way that you're designed to be treated. And I love that we brought this up too, Doc. That you know, look at nature, look at it. Like it it doesn't. It, where in nature can we find you know? A ma- just just magnesium where and, and nature's got it pretty well figured out and ultimately it comes down to our relationship with nature and uh, and yeah so I just I I've had a blast having this conversation with you um, I think we're definitely gonna have to do something like this again this has actually been one of my longest recordings and I could if it wasn't for me having to go home and pick my wife up. Uh, I'd probably stick around here a little bit longer. Uh, you mentioned that you have some slides and stuff uh, that you'll be able to do with us next time. I will uh, talk with my audio and video guy and make sure um, that I'm a little bit more prepared and uh, I'll get you uh, booked for another discussion and, and hopefully through those, um, those uh, uh, PowerPoints that you got too, we can help um, present something to our listeners um, in a way that is a little bit easier to digest and, and, and like you were talking about earlier, uh, do it in, the, in a, a really simple way so that uh, we can give people practical solutions to um, being fit for service. Perfect. Um, I would, uh, again, encourage you to go to those demos that we, we've done uh, that we make available on our website, okay. Sam, so that you could see the visual responses and help, you know, that will next time help, you know, the concept seeing is believing. We can bring that to light with these minerals. Oh, beautiful. Um, Doc, is there okay. anything else that you would like to share? Is there anywhere that you would like to direct people to? Um, any last words that you'd, you'd like to uh, um, share before we uh, depart? No, I, you know, Sam, thank you for the opportunity to be with you, uh, to be on this platform with you for the passion that you have. Hey, I am, I'm all in on, I, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans. You just don't know it yet, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll promote and help where I can because uh, you and I are on the same page. And today is a fantastic, fantastic day to start mm. uh, with making sure that if nothing else that you've learned from us today is just, Make sure that you start drinking your water like you should, and it'll make a huge difference in your overall well-being. So, uh, thanks again for the opportunity. Yep, put a couple Look drops. Uh, the next. Put a couple drops of concentrates in that water too while you're at it. 
and just Absolutely. for just for the listeners uh, again to uh, remind them uh, about where they can find Concentrace, um, you could if you just if you go to Trace, I think it's Trace Mineral Research. Um, TraceMinerals.com. TraceMinerals.com. So we actually reduced that so that it's not quite so lengthy, right? Yeah. So we're trying to sup, you know, we're trying to simplify. So tracemineral.com and uh, you can see the information there on those products that we discussed today. And I, I do, uh, I'm not paid to do this. Uh, I've just come to know these guys over the years by uh, purchasing their products. And still to this day, I, I, I am a customer of theirs. Um, and, but I do, I, I fully endorse it and I've noticed a tremendous amount of benefits from, uh, from adding electrolytes to my fluids. It's, um, it's, it's, it's definitely, and it's, we're talking about a very low barrier of entry here too, where you're looking at, you know, five, 10, $15 products that are going to last you months. So, um, Correct. we're, we're not trying to sell you some some snake oil that's going to run out after two weeks, and you're going to have to keep buying it for the rest of your life. Um, and and for gym owners too, like I said, I, I have a little bottle, or the big bottle of of the the trace mineral drops that I keep out at our uh, water filter station, so that my clients can can fill up and stay properly mineralized. So if you're a gym owner, um, a really simple, cheap. Uh, solution that adds a tremendous value um, to to your services. So, uh, and even if you're not an athlete and uh, and you just want to start feeling better and 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 taking control of uh, and of the optimization process and and of of your wellness, of your health and wellness, um, get get you some drops, man. It's a it's a Water and remineralizing your water is a really easy, easy place to start that may very well have, in my opinion, the, the most notable and, and most profound uh, effects in your well-being. Um, so I, I know it can be sometimes overwhelming to do all this stuff with your food and all these supplements and and changing your lifestyle around so that you're sleeping X amount of hours and you're getting to the gym. Like, don't, don't worry about all that. Start small, start simple, get you some filtered water, add you some minerals to it. And, and I think that may very well be, uh, the, the ticket to giving you the energy, uh, to, to make the next step towards your, uh, on your health and wellness journey. So, Thanks again, Doc. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, I'll be in touch with you via email to uh, reschedule a visit so we can um, help deliver some some um, visual representations of, of what we've chatted about today. And uh, yeah, just thanks for your time. You're, you're amazing. And um, it was uh, really a pleasure getting to sit with you today. So take care, bud. Okay, thank you, Sam.